Ladies and gentlemen and everyone else in the world listening to this podcast right now, you're back here with us at the Woody Allen Adjacent Podcast with our continued series, Woody Allen Adjacent, where we're talking about all these other movies that we find a way to relate to Woody Allen, blah, 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 blah. I'm trying to cut these intros shorter, especially when we change gears like today. Because if you can see the title for this episode, we're switching gears pretty shamelessly. Before we continue, I would be amiss if I didn't introduce my co-host on this journey, the co-host of the most, James Daniel Walsh, sir. Welcome back. Uh, just uh, if I say anything to piss you off, don't slap me. <laughs> hey! We're into it! <laughs> Has even started yet, James? Has even started yet? So you know what, James? As everyone can see in the title, we're going to be talking about a Will Smith vehicle, which I'll let you introduce in a moment. But, you know, I'm just going to say right off the bat, of course... I'm shamelessly cashing in on the focus on the, the Smiths, the controversy, the Oscar slap, all the other stuff. But I will say that this movie is actually a great pick for Woody Allen adjacent. I've got so much to say about the movie, the making of the movie, everything around the movie, how it can relate to Woody Allen adjacent. And of course, we're going to be talking about what we feel about the Oscar slap. It's been about a month later. Uh, I wouldn't say it's completely died down, the stuff's still going on, but I think we can come at it at a a very measured approach. And I've got something to say, James, that might turn people's heads around, you know? I might might not be everyone's favourite person after this recording. Ooh, okay. So, James, on that note, uh, yeah, guys, the same old stuff. We've got a Patreon, find us on Linktree, we'll put all the socials in, but let's just get on with the, the discussion James, what movie and discussion are we going to be talking about today? Uh, Today, we will be talking about the 1993 movie Six Degrees of Separation, uh, starring Stocker Channing, Donald Sutherland, and Will Smith, a very young Will Smith. Was this his first movie? It was. This is Will Smith's first actual theatrical movie, his first step into the acting sphere. Well, he was already doing television, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but this was yeah, his first actual Hollywood 190 minutes typical movie. So yes, you are right. And I'm going to throw in as another actor, Heather Graham as well, even though it's a small part. She's, you know, she's pretty well known. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So let me ask you, James. Um, how, Well, you know what? We're going to discuss the movie first. The movie, what our thoughts on the movie, you know, Woody Allen, the Jason comparisons, blah, blah. And then we'll just talk about all the Oscar stuff, all the Will Smith current stuff, our thoughts on it, right at the end. So if you're listening, don't want to hear it, you've heard it a hundred times, you're sick of talking about that fucking slap. Fine. you just hear us talk about this movie, and then at the end, we'll let you know when we're going to be talking about all the other stuff. But let me ask you first, James, prior to me saying we're going to have this discussion this time, had you seen this movie before, and when did you first see this movie, if you'd seen it before? I had seen it before. Probably not for, I'd say, 20 years or so. Mm. And I remembered I remembered the gist of it. I remembered, like, the broad strokes of it. But uh, it it's funny because I would say I, this is the, definitely the first time I've seen it really since becoming a, a full-blown Woody Allen fan. Hmm. And you know we all we we always talk at some point. You know what would Woody have done with this? This seems pretty much like what Woody would have done. Yeah, like this feels very much like a Woody Allen 
directed kind of a movie. Uh, I, I don't think there's a whole lot he would have done differently. Maybe more jazz, always more jazz. But other than that, um, I think it pretty much would have been, uh, you know, I could see maybe Woody might have ended up playing the Donald Sutherland character. Yeah, 100%. Did you have fond memories of this movie before you rewatched it? Uh, fond enough memories for a movie that I haven't thought about in 20 years. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's becoming one of your taglines. You know, you're saying that on every discussion. That's been 20 years since I've seen this movie. Sounded like an old man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, these are old movies. <laughs> they are. They are old movies. But, I mean, I, I remembered it as just being weird. I remember when I saw it, uh, whenever it was that I did see it, and it was just sort of like, oh, it's the Fresh Prince. Okay, this is weird. Well, let me get your thoughts. What do you think of the movie? And what have you got to say about the movie? And the acting and everything. I'm going to let you have the first stab. Well, it. I mean, and I've said this about certain movies we've talked about on here before. It, it feels very much like what it is, which is a movie based on a stage play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with the, the uh, which always bothers me a little bit when they just decide to essentially film the script of the, the play. Yeah. Because... Uh, you know the 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 dialogue is very stagey. Yeah. It feels like you know dialogue that you would be presenting uh, to a live audience and not not to a, a movie where you could be a little bit more subtle. I had a very weird reaction to this movie this time. I hated the first half. Yeah, hated the first half of this movie. But then the movie by the end rewards me for having hated the first half of the movie. So um, it ended up redeeming itself at the end because it was self-aware. It was sort mm-hmm. of like, oh, yeah, you know, we, we didn't want you to like any of these people. We didn't want you to sympathize with any of these people. And, and that won me over. So, yeah, it's, it's a, it is a memorable movie. If not a great movie, it is a memorable movie. I think that's that's a good bar to set for any movie. Memorable is good for better or worse. Now, here's the key question before I start talking about my thoughts on the movie. How do you feel about Will Smith in this role for this movie? Do you think, I'm assuming you've seen most of Will Smith's movie because he's a very popular pop star. Most of his movies mm-hmm. are like blockbusters, so... In the guise of his filmography, how do you think this film stands out to you? Uh, yeah, I think it's the, that I can think of, it's the only really little, small budget kind of a, a indie movie that he ever did. Hmm. Uh, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. Everything else, even the dramas like Ali or King Richard, they're, they're big studio movies. Yeah. it's It stands out in that this I don't know what it what maybe was between this and Bad Boys, which was sort of his first big yeah. blockbuster movie. But this might be might be the only other movie he did before Bad Boys, and it it stands out as just being like he stepped right into a a, a really well respected cast. He held his own. Um, I I'm a big fan of Will Smith as a performer. Not as a person, yeah. <laughs> but I am a big fan of him as a performer, yeah. uh, and he's great here. He's uh, really good. I'll just jump right off your point there. I 
I was blown away by this movie um, for Will Smith's acting. Now, a couple of years ago, my own YouTube channel, when the movie Focus came out, the movie where Will Smith is a con artist, again, much older, seasoned con artist, I really felt like, wow, this there could be some connective tissue between this movie and that. This could be like the future version of that character. It's really cool. But, you know, my knowledge of this movie, like I'll admit, I never saw this movie up until maybe 2015 when Focus came out. People was talking about, oh, that was a good film, but this is a great film. This is, this is in fact, Will Smith's best movie as an actor. This is what everyone put to me. And I said, well, what movie is that? Six Degrees of Separation? Never heard of it. And then the thing that I know about this movie historically is there was this movie that Will Smith refused to do a gay kiss. And it was all over the news. And I always remember, what movie was that? And then I remember seeing like a, a still, a picture of this movie and thinking, is he, is this some kind of Rain Man movie? Or is this some kind of like, he's playing a gay, like super intellectuals. And I think I might've saw the trailer and got that idea of the movie. So when I watched the movie for the first time, I thought to myself, I have never seen Will Smith act like this before. Like my experience of Will Smith as an actor is Will Smith doing variations of himself to be honest with you, not really yeah. straying from that path. He's got a lot of charisma, but you just feel that this is, I'm watching the person Will Smith on top of a, on, on top of a character, but I haven't seen Will Smith play a character before. Um, the only time I actually, the first time I actually, before watching this movie, the first time I saw Will Smith encompassed, like trying to act for a character was Ali. Oh. I really felt like he was trying to encompass Muhammad Ali a lot. And I thought, he, you know, he bulked up. He got the physicality down. I didn't love that film. This one, I I couldn't believe I was seeing a young Fresh, fresh Prince of Bel-Air completely engulf himself in the lingo, his mannerisms. And you know what, James? I'm going to start this off with a funny fact. So, you know, we're in the midst of this saga of the the oscar slap and everyone's criticizing will smith now last year will smith released his um memoir called will i never read it but i heard there's a lot of things that he kind of um divulges and people don't know about him now one thing that i thought and i always criticized him for was after i watched this movie for the first time i thought Will Smith, you're better than this. You're better than a blockbuster. Like, you can act. You're an actor. Like, wow, you got real skills. But you just, you know, you just went the easy way and you did Independence Day and Men in Black and, you know, you just cashed in, which, again, I can't hate him for. But I just was like, wow, this guy could really act. Not knowing, last year, he actually divulged, I'm going to play the clip, that after this movie, which he attempted to do method acting, he never wanted to get into method acting again. So <laughs> I'm going to play the clip about it and I want to get your thoughts on this, James. Uh, I wonder, you know, I actually wonder if you think Will Smith is going to be a bit overblown here. But let me play this clip. He was been he was interviewed by Angela. Is it Angela Vi? I think so, YouTube channel. I'll put the, the link in the description as well. But have a listen to Will Smith talking about his experience making this movie and his, like, takeaway. So that, so this is one of the things, and I've never talked about. I've never talked about this, right? See, I've never talked about this, and this may this this it may take too long. We may have to do another conversation, but I'll try to talk about it briefly. Um, so, method acting, right? 
So I did method acting on Six Degrees of Separation. And essentially method acting is when you submerge yourself for extended periods of time, confining yourself only to the thoughts of the character. So at a stretch when I was doing Six Degrees of Separation, I took nine days without breaking character. So you eat what the character eats, you teach yourself to like, the kinds of people the character likes, the kind of clothes the character likes, and you you train your mind through blocking out will and only living as the character, right? And it's what Jim Carrey talks about a lot. When you do that, you realize that Will Smith is a character just like the character is a character right wow. it's made up ideas that you say are you right what you realize is that what you think is you that's so permanent your uh your your uh, your political beliefs um the who you love how you react when people disrespect you you think all of those things are you when you break that perception and you go so far into another character and then it's time to come out and you can't find your old beliefs they're gone you realize that your ego your personality is a is a construct just like the character is a construct right and that's what happened with with jim carrey when he realized jim carrey's a fucking character too and I had a little bit of that experience. I was like, oh shit, Will Smith is a character that if you can totally put on another psychology, Ooh. right? And then when you come out, you can't find your old psychology. Mm -hmm. It's like on Six Degrees of Separation, I fell in love with Stockard Channing. I was cracking up. I was like, what in the hell is wrong with me? Yeah. I transformed my mind so much I couldn't shake the character's beliefs. Wow. Right? I be a part of it became me. Mm -hmm. And that's what I realized, you know, when you see actors go on movie sets and fall in love and they, they have this whirlwind experience, mm -hmm. you can't look in somebody's eyes over and over and over doing scenes saying, I love you, I love you, I love you, I don't want to be with anyone else, you complete me. You know, you do, you, you're, you're programming your mind and you get stuck into those beliefs. And as soon as the thoughts are locked, the emotions follow, thoughts, emotions, actions, right? So that's the, that's the pattern, right? So I don't, I don't do method acting uh, anymore because you, absolutely can totally completely and thoroughly lose everything that you think is you you know first of all and i just want to say for the record when we talk about this movie and i play more clips i was envisioning james rolling his eyes even when uh, <laughs> was, even when Wilson was talking i could imagine james was oh go oh, shut the hell up i don't want to hear this transformative I... nonsense I'm all I'm all I'm thinking while he's talking is, this is why people hate actors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and hey, I got actor friends. I've had actor friends telling I me this shit. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, 
I can I can understand it. I do I can understand it, but because I don't you know live that life, I'm not an actor. It sounds kind of toffee nose. It sounds kind of like, really, uh-huh. dude, really. But you know, so going back to what I was saying before. I was, you know, when I watched this movie originally, I was upset with Will Smith. Like, you could have done better with your career. You could have picked more uh, tour movies. You could have been... And then he just decided, I don't do this anymore. I was getting lost in the character. Fair enough. Hey, fair enough, do you? And, you know, after this, he became a megastar, blah, blah, blah. Did a lot of good movies, did a lot of shit movies as other actors. So, more recently... I, I, I will give him credit. He, he brings up Jim Carrey there. Man on the Moon. Is, yeah. a, is a great movie. I tried to watch that documentary that came on Netflix a few years ago about Jim Carrey becoming Andy Kaufman for Man on the Moon. I got yeah. about 10 minutes into it before I was like, if I ever want to enjoy another Jim Carrey movie again, I need to stop watching this now because yeah. he's just pissing me off. Insufferable, yeah. <laughs> so I will give Will Smith uh, credit in that way where he's like, this is a little bit, this is a little bit too intense for me. But yeah, it's still a little. It, there, there's plenty of well-adjusted actors who yeah. they give these great performances, and the director says cut, and then they're like, okay, and they they just they they they're them again. Exactly. So, if you look at the comments in that video, a lot of actors like there's there's been this whole debate, and I don't want to get too off topic with this because this is the whole method acting debate. That isn't method acting. Isn't that what actors should be doing? Shouldn't they be? portraying the character when you said it's too much for me it's like doesn't that mean you're just weak and i've heard a lot of actors speak like that and talk about it. it's an interesting topic they speak about Mer- even um marilyn monroe being a method actress as well and she was going for a deeper level and there's documentaries about what she was what wanted to do as an actor i'm like really i mean again this is a whole other se- separate topic but let me just fast forward and say upon watching this movie for the second time again I was already disappointed with Will Smith as an actor. Like, man, you could have done better. Second time I thought, this is a good movie. And, you know, it shows Will Smith's potential, you know, at not sticking to his lane like he's been doing all these years. And, you know, I think it's a great feather in his cap. But until I watched that clip that I just played, I didn't realize that he consciously just decided, I don't really want to do this anymore. But again, some actors will say, that's what acting is. So it's kind of like, I'm a little bit conflicted, but, you know, I'll talk about the movie on its own, separately from my thoughts of Will Smith as an actor. It's a, it's a fun movie. This is a fun movie. Um, when I was watching the movie, there's a lot... I've got two clips, just two, because I know James will have... His, his head will explode on these clips, because this is when Will Smith is just spouting all that intellectual, con artist stuff to fit into the culture, which, you know... It's, it's it's crazy to see Will Smith do this and playing the clip I know James will be like oh my god I'm tearing my head up but I mean it's, I think this movie is a great feather in Will Smith's cap but he never brings up this movie if you I was looking for another interview where he just talks about his um, experiences in general about the movie it's like he doesn't really want to talk about this movie I don't think he's got anything to be ashamed about. I think this is a decent film, especially for the early 90s. Again, there's a lot of metaphorical things about this movie. Like, you know, people say Will Smith is the safest black man. You know, that he's rap as a rapper, he's kind of soft. As an actor, he's soft. Now he's doing a movie where he's trying to interject himself into white culture. I mean, you know, it's like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I'm just like, yeah. But as you said, James, the movie's kind of self-aware. 
the white characters in the movie are ridiculous. They definitely... I wouldn't even call them caricatures. Here's the thing, because there are some people like this. And although this is a movie based on a play, Will Smith's character is a real person who did this for real. David Hampton. So, yeah, David Hampton was a real person who really did this, that inspired the play, and then it was turned into a movie as well. So, and he was a person of, you know, kind of gay, apparently. We can't say for sure. But he did die of a uh, pass away of AIDS uh, complications um, caused by AIDS in 2003. So he was living that life. So it's very interesting. They picked a real person, turned to play. But yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a good movie. I think it's a decent movie. And um, I'll talk more about it, but I've spoken so much, James. Uh, do you want to pick up from where I'm putting, putting the mic down right now? <laughs> well... There's there's stuff here that I mean I, again 20 years ago I, I don't think I would have picked up on the, the the term white savior wasn't so much a thing 20 years ago no um, this could be called white saviors the movie um, and you know again it's I you know because I knew the twist this time the the first time I saw the movie I didn't know what the twist was this time going into it thinking okay. Will Smith is a con artist. He's conning his way into these people's homes. I I felt no sympathy for them because they were so easily duped, but they were also so eager to just interject themselves into this. I I, I just got this feeling that they were just like, ooh, a, a black person, ooh. An intelligent black person yeah. my god sydney portier is your father oh you know yeah and 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 it, you you almost i don't think anybody ever says this but i can almost hear one of these white characters saying oh sydney portier he's so well spoken you yeah. know something condescending like that and it's funny because i'm watching it now and I'm just thinking if they if they made the movie today, if th this would be a little bit weird because of the racial politics that are inherent yeah. in the story. But you could put Will Smith in the Donald Sutherland part, yeah. Now, because Will Smith has become such a pretentious fucking yeah idiot in real life, and the just like uh, I, I you know we'll we'll get into it. It's the, you know obviously him slapping Chris Rock it was that was what uh inspired you to message me and say what do you think about doing 6 degrees of separation mm -hmm. uh this month but 20 years ago and I, I was talking to my girlfriend about this after I watched the movie I you know I was much much poorer you know I was living in poverty but I didn't hate the rich people because they were rich it didn't really occur to me it just was sort of like oh look at these people who are living this life that I don't really know a whole lot about this time it was just like, oh my god, these fucking rich idiots. <laughs> these people are they, they like it was just getting under my skin. Everything about this world was getting under my skin. The way that they talked about art. And it, you know, it Ugh. made me realize too, when you hear uh these people talking about art, they don't really understand it. You know, Donald Sutherland is talking about art. Because uh, he's playing, he plays like an art dealer in the movie. He's talking about it in a monetary kind of a way. Mm. He knows enough about it to sell the art that he's trying to sell. 
but he doesn't really appreciate the art. His kids don't appreciate how rich they are and how easy they have it. You know, the, the, the kids in the movie that are all in college at this point are just constantly screaming at their parents. I loved it. How I much loved them. I, yeah. I, I hate you so much. I'm going to go, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to marry this guy and go climb a mountain in Afghanistan because it's the only way I can hurt you. Oh, please. We go, I want I want us to focus. To, James, don't skim over those examples because I'm going to talk <laughs> about those scenes. I love those scenes. I love them so much. But keep but going because I'll jump in. <laughs> you, I'm just now, like, I, I can imagine it being uh, 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 Jaden and Willow screaming at their parents you don't understand how deep and complex i am and you know how hard i've had it being your kid growing up in mansions and like the people who you know uh my girlfriend my girlfriend does not like really will smith much and she Mm. said that the reason is she feels he's phony a lot of people say that um that he used to be genuine yeah and he has over time become this phony, and that's really. I mean, they they keep bringing up um, Tom Cruise, Catcher in the Rye. Oh, I was going to say Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about blaming Tom Cruise for bringing Will Smith to Scientology and turning him into a psychopath. I mean, a sociopath. But keep going. Let, let me, oh, let me well, go I, your way. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't because I. I don't th- think is it ever. Be, Will Smith's not actually like a Scientologist, is he? Well, I've they, heard the rumor, but yeah, apparently they they invested into a Scientology school, and they was they've been seen with Tom Cruise a lot, but they've never come out and say it outright. But if you at the time, a lot of their movies were aligning with straying away from religious and more about science, like a lot of the, and that's when he became very pretentious. He was always talking about science and logic. And is the way Wilson, he used to talk like very kind of, I want to say street talk, but now we're sort of very slow and logical mm-hmm. and explain. And he has this way of talking now, which sounds very condescending. Yes. Well, and he's, did you, he's got some show. I, th- I son was supposed to be on Disney plus or something. I, I don't even know if it's still, really? if, it, if, if it was, if it's already come and gone or if it's supposed to be coming where he basically travels the world having these experiences. It's basically a rich person getting paid. I thought that was vacation. YouTube. He's got, I thought he had th- those shows of YouTube. Is it, I, I, I thought it was, because uh, I think Chris Hemsworth is doing the same thing too. Maybe Chris Hemsworth has it on Disney Plus, but oh. it's it's part of this obnoxious trend of rich people going on vacations and being paid for, and we were all supposed to watch it and think they're amazing. Well, Will Smith had a, a, a recent fat loss journey I don't know if you saw it on YouTube. It was a series he had in conjunction with a company. Like he was, oh, through COVID, I put on all this weight. And now I've, he, he did this journey with some company, was sponsored, and people were really cringing because obviously he tried to get this, you know, through his, they called him Will Smith's YouTube era. He had this new connection with people, trying to be more authentic. But then he started promoting certain things within the YouTube channel, especially that diet thing and just came off studio using this as another way yeah. to just promote yourself and it's coming off and now you're bringing deals brand deals into this you, you know it's looking yeah. really shady and and fake and that's the thing like it uh, he's gotten to the point and the, the the slap maybe was just for me the last straw but i, I can't watch a, a movie with him anymore and not just see him 
I, I don't see a character. I just see him. <laughs> I'm telling you, James, when I started, I, it, well, for me and you, we're going the other way then, because this is how I always saw him. Well, actually, I can't tell him any other way because he's done nothing to convince me he's going back to being a method actor. So, no, oh. yeah, you're right. I, I always saw him as Will Smith, just, you know, I don't want to say playing a character. Yeah, playing, not acting, like playing a character. Will Smith putting on a mask, you right. know, and not encompassing the, And again, I know we're going in and out between a character assassination and the movie, but <laughs> let me um let me bring up something about the movie that you um you kind of touched on. I want to elaborate on a little bit. So the way this movie the the, the story is told, it kind of jumps. Well, again, guys, let me say this for the record. I like the movie. Watch the movie because we're about to get into heavy spoilers now. So if you haven't watched Screen Separation, please watch it. Get back. Spoiler time. Okay, so the movie jumps kind of forward and backwards in time with Will Smith having these monologues with someone and only halfway through the movie do you realise that how he became who he is, like, you know, the reveal that he's not Sidney Poitier's son, that actually he's been taught by one of these rich, uh, rich family's children who wants to get revenge on all of them and Will Smith is just a grifter. He's just a con man who's taking advantage of the situation. I don't really think, again, Will Smith has anything against that community. But when he sees an in, he just, you know, takes it. And this is a real person that did this shit as well. Because he just took advantage. Now, the character I want to focus on that put this together, who made Will Smith's character, the, you know, gave him the idea to be kind of, you know, um, Sidney Poitier's son. What did you think of his reasonings? Because again, that's kind of the the crutch of the whole reason this movie exists. I mean, I mean, you're talking about the uh, Anthony Michael Hall character. Correct. Yeah, the Anthony Michael yeah. Hall. Correct. Um, I, it was it was to me a little cringy in that um, you got the like they because I mean we talked about it before they present all of the kids as being these obnoxious, spoiled ingrates who are just constantly screaming at their parents. And it's, it's the movie doesn't. It's never actually said, but I almost get the feeling like they're implying that him being gay is revenge against his parents. Oh well, yeah. if 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 the, you know this will really show him, which yeah. that's not how that works. <laughs> like, yeah, of course. Outside of that, I, it 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 didn't make a whole lot of sense. It would have made more sense to me because he almost seems like he's okay with being conned. He knows he's being conned. Yeah. Uh, it, it's even revealed that Will Smith basically robbed him yeah. the day he left. And all he's doing is just hoping he gets to see him again. Yeah. So I, it was a little bit cringy to me, like the, that the portrayal of, you know, I, a, gay, well, a gay person that is kind of self-hating is they in love with this person. Yeah. Yeah. He, he basically just picks Will Smith up because Will Smith is a hustler. Yeah, and uh, well, he fancies him. Obviously, he fancies yeah. him, enamored of him, and he wants to make. He doesn't. He, I think, again, he likes. It's two things. He loves. He likes Will Smith. He's got the hots for him, and he wants to. He he has this distaste for his family. He won't really accept his gay side. Obviously, so he wants to set up this whole charade, empower Will Smith to rob them, which he doesn't give a shit about, but to also set up this elaborate way that if he does come out, it's normalized, which is kind of weird. Yeah, and obviously he doesn't care about the fallout or the you know whoever gets hurt in the in the series, um, but I kind of thought it made the movie interesting. I thought okay, so you know they explain what's happening. 
uh, I actually rewatched the movie. I thought maybe this reveal should have been left to the very end because it, I think mm-hmm. when they revealed it halfway through the movie, and then most of the movie is just Donald Sutherland and his wife meeting other um, couples that have been grifted as well, and they're all getting the stories together, which I do like. It becomes a series of mini stories, but I just when I was watching the movie, I'm just like, again, this is like rich people got too much time on their hands. Yeah. <laughs> why yeah. are they going out of their way i mean the fact that they go to the because will smith doesn't even rob them that's the funny thing mm-hmm. not much i mean they give him money and yeah. all the other tales that they tell about will smith he doesn't rob anyone he goes in he like enjoys the luxury maybe maybe takes a couple of bucks the person he stole from the most seems to be the person who trained him yeah well and the the, the cops can't even arrest him because He's technically done nothing illegal. Yeah. That scene, by the way, when the cop, when the, the dentist called the cop and he was in the house and the cop didn't arrest, I thought that was bullshit, by the way. I thought yeah. they would arrest Wilson's character regardless. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the, you know, the, the character that he, he did the the worst to was the, uh, the poor character, the poor characters played by Heather Graham and, and um, her boyfriend. Yeah. Whoever played her boyfriend. Yeah. And yeah. He did, he did them dirty. He did them yeah. pretty bad, but yeah. Yeah, the rich people, you almost get the feeling that he's more trying to ingratiate himself into their like maybe he can maybe he can play them enough to get a job, to get some sort, you know, he doesn't really understand how their world works. He thinks that, you know, oh, well, you just sell a painting and then you get two million dollars and then you're rich and I want to do that. You know, how do I how do I get to do that? So it's almost like he is trying to more become a part of their world than to just rob them. Although he then, he, he there's, I don't know if he's supposed to be mentally imbalanced because he's got, he's got Donald Sutherland and Stocker Channing in the palm of his hand. He can get anything out of them that he wants to. Yeah. What does he do? He brings a male prostitute yeah. into their apartment and it's like, well, why did you throw oh, it I, away? Why did you throw I, I got away? so con- like, did he? Yeah. Is he just self-destructive? Is yeah. he mentally ill? Like, what? What is it that he that possessed him to do that when he he got exactly what he wanted? Well, this is what I, you know. This is the one thing I liked about the movie the most. It seemed more realistic that he didn't go all the way through with his schemes. He didn't really have an endgame. It's like he had a, a half-baked plan. That was given to him that was you know um made with him with by the other son by the son of one of the families and then he never executed you know all the stories that you heard from all the other pair all the other couples it's a half-baked plan with no end game so on the one hand he's run further with what he's been taught he's read more books he's like yes i fake it till you make it and again you can see that's a big theme of this movie you can fake it till you make it you can inf- you can um inject yourself in these communities just by walking the walk talking the talk great that's a you know it's a true thing in life it is a true thing but this guy never really had a you know he just in a way wasn't as smart as he thought he was because at the again another thing i like about the movie is the end he doesn't really get what he gets arrested you know he is because mm-hmm. you know i thought at the very very end when i was having a phone call with a woman he was just leading her on he was just telling her i'll be there and he would say, fuck this, I'm going to do just go to someone else. But no, he actually, again, I don't know, 
because I didn't do. I don't even. I don't think I could even find that. I don't know how true this is to real life. He did get arrested and he did did get let go. By the way, that's one thing that you yeah. can find on Wikipedia. But uh, regarding this family, this first family, I like the fact that he really, it, like you said, James, he it did seem like he felt like he could jump in there and be part part of this community. Which again, as you said, the second half of the movie was a lot more honest in a way. Mm-hmm. I felt that the second half was a lot more honest. There was consequences. People were hurt. And the guy didn't know what he was doing, you know? And he'd done yeah. this so many times to so many people in a small community, it just seemed like he was doomed to fail, which, you know, did happen. But at the very end, again, the system just, I don't know what, I, it's a very interesting ending that it's kind of vague that the police officer wasn't, he's moved all of a sudden the next day. Mm-hmm. Wilson was lost in the system because it didn't have a name, which again, isn't unusual, but it's like, it, the movie, I feel like at the end of the movie, it's saying a lot about, society as well which is cool which is true a lot of things you know i felt like yeah it's, it's, this is a really 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 good point and the movie kind of in it, it, it does something that i i always like it when a movie does which is at the end it kind of indicts the audience that's watching it yeah uh to have the stalker channing has a great monologue at the end and it, she rightly got nominated for an oscar for this movie nice uh, i didn't know that wow but the you know, she they're at this fancy dinner party and everybody everybody wants to hear the story about, you know, this this thing that happened to them. And she just finally starts to feel kind of guilty about telling it. Yeah. And it's like, you know, why am I entertaining you people with this? This is real life. This is you know, she she's afraid that maybe he because she had read that somebody had hung themselves in prison yeah. and she doesn't know if it's him. Yeah. And she's like, What why am why are you we're we're awful yeah. we're awful and she has a line that i just really loved which was he wanted to be us that's all he wanted he just wanted to be us and we've turned him into like an anecdote yeah and it's kind of gross what we're doing and i i i like that that you know it's almost like looking at the audience and saying Hey, this thing that you've been, and the, I didn't know that it was based on, at least loosely based on a true story. Yeah. It so is. it's sort of looking at the audience and saying, Hey, you know what? Things happen to people here um, yeah. and you're, you're enjoying it as entertainment, but you know, this, these are people's lives. When I look at the ebb and flow of like the um, emotion of this movie, it is such a Woody Allen movie. Like Ooh. with a lot of Woody Allen's, like comedy dramas they always have like a serious end i don't know why this kind of reminded me of small time crooks you know yeah, these people that get thrust into royalty and they are just not part of that life you know what i mean and then the grifter come i don't uh, i can't remember if hugh grant was a grifter or not i can't even remember that right now but the way the movie ends is more of a serious note it's, it's saying something about money about life about people and the, going back to what you said in the very beginning i agree with you i think most of what Woody Allen would have brought to this movie is polish. Mm-hmm. A lot of um, the cosmetic stuff would have been great. There is comedy in this movie. Like, I think it's self-aware that Donald Sutherland just keeps on saying, we could have had our thought slash. We could have yeah. had our thought slash. He says it multiple times, no matter what. He's just so, you know, he's obviously having that knee-jerk reaction. That like, we could have killed us. Everything with him, he's just so obsessed and so selfish. And again, as you said, um, the ladies 
I can't even say her name because it sounds like a magazine. Her name's funny. Was it Channing? I keep Stop wanting to say Channing. Suck it. I keep wanting to say Channing Tatum. Suck it. Suck it. Channing has got the empathy. And you know what, uh, James? I know you're going to roll your eyes because this is. I'm going to start playing. I've only got two clips. Okay. I'm going to play the first one. The irony is not lost on any of us. This is amazing. I thought this was so perfect for me to get this clip. This is when Will Smith starts seducing them with his intellect. And obviously, they just see Will Smith as an exotic, rare breed of animal. And he starts um, wooing them. And this is the first time where he's talking about his father being associated with a film that ironically came to life in real life. We'll talk about it after the clip, but James, you know what's coming. This is, this is perfect. How is Harvard? Well, fine. It's just there. Everyone's in a constant state of luxurious despair and constant discovery and paralysis. <laughs> we asked him where home was. Out west, he said. Oh, although I've lived all over. My folks are divorced. He's remarried. Actually, he's doing a movie. He's in the movies? Uh, he's directing this one, but he does act. Really? Um, what, what's he directing? Cats. Hmm. Someone is directing a film of Cats? Don't be snooty. Well, you've seen it? T.S. Eliot? Oh, yes, geez. years ago. It was a benefit for some school. A disease? What? Surely they can't make the movie of Cats. No, of course they can. Well, they're going to try. My father will be here, auditioning. Cats. <laughs> He's going to use people. What a courageous stand. <laughs> they thought of lots of ways to go. Animation. Animation would be nice. But he found a better way. As a matter of fact, he turned it down at first. Uh, he went to tell the producers, as a courtesy, all the reasons why you couldn't make a movie of Cats. And in going through all the reasons why you couldn't make a movie of Cats, he suddenly saw how you could make a movie of Cats. Eureka in the bathtub. How wonderful. <laughs> May we ask who? And it was then we pulled up ever so slightly, pulled up closer. And he told us. He named the greatest black star in movies. Sydney. No names, no names. We're trying to keep this abstract, plus libel laws. Sidney Poitier, uh, there, I don't care. You have to have truth. <laughs> he started out as a lawyer and is terrified of libel. I'm not. Sidney Poitier the future Jackie Robinson of films, was born the 24th of February, 1927, in Miami during a visit his parents made to Florida. Legally? <laughs> to sell tomatoes they had grown on their farm in the Bahamas. He grew up on Cat Island, so poor they didn't even own dirt, he has said. Neglected by his family, my father would sit on the shore, and as he's told me many times, conjure up the kind of worlds that were on the other side, and what I'd do in them. He arrived in New York City from the Bahamas in the winter of 1943 at the age of 15 and a half and lived in the pay toilet of the bus station across from the old Madison Square Garden at 50th and 8th Avenue. He moved to the roof of the Brill Building, commonly known as Tin Pan Alley, washed dishes at the Turf Restaurant for $4.11 a night. He taught himself to read by reading the newspaper. <laughs> in the black newspaper, the theater page was opposite the Wanthad page. Among his 42 films are No Way Out, 1950, Cry the Beloved Country, 1952, Blackboard Jungle, 1955, The Defiant Ones, 1958, Raisin in the Sun, 1961, Lilies of the Field, 1963, In the Heat of the Night, 1967, Two Sir with Love, 1967, Shoot to Kill, 1988, and of course, 
Guess, Guess who's coming, coming to dinner? dinner. <laughs> he won the Oscar for Lilies of the Field and was twice named top male box office star in the country. My father made no films from 1977 to 1987, but worked as director and author. Dad said to me once, I still don't fully understand how all this came about and the sequence it came about. So in the last half of that clip, Will Smith's doing a monologue. This is before the reveal that he's practicing. He's learning about his so-called father with the other character of the, you know, the one who's um, basically grooming him to learn all this stuff. And yeah, obviously the first part where they were talking about cats was absolutely fucking hilarious because of what actually happened in real life with that cats movie. <laughs> with with uh, Ian McKellen who is both in Six Degrees of Separation and in Cats. Oh, my God, James, you've already done it. You've already cheated. I was, was going to ask you. He was even in the scene where they're making fun of making a movie of Cats. So Ian McKellen has no excuse for being in the movie version. <laughs> I mean, the meta-ness is actually crazy. You talk about being in the metaverse like that. It's the definition of a metaverse right there. Metaverse con. Oh, man. So I'm agreeing with you again. This at the time this movie was actually released Will Smith, I mean, Woody Allen was in the height of his controversy with me and and singing and everything, so there's no way he would have made this movie, but again, I don't like you said, I don't think it would have changed much a lot of um, superficial spice, I think he would add to this movie, again, I've mentioned about, you know, people say Woody Allen's racist, he'll never hire black talk, again, Woody Allen has said on record, he only he, you know, he only his excuse, which I said before, is kind of weak. Source is I, you know, I think of a character, and that's who I hire. I don't really, and again, you know, Woody Allen's brought up in the white communities, doesn't know black people, and of course, he's had black people sporadically through his movies in the back. But I mean, I think Chu Chu Edgeful was his first lead black character, Melinda Melinda. <laughs> so everything about this movie, the 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 topic. I think it's perfect for Woody Allen. Woody, of course, um, Will Smith as a token black guy to play this role. After seeing this movie, I think Will, uh, Will Smith might have been considered. Um, if in a universe where Woody Allen made this movie, would this movie have risen? Of, I think it would have. Yes, I think Woody Allen's own majestic. Well, b barring the Mia Farrow controversy, if it was just how Woody Allen's career was going, yes. If Woody Allen made the movie at the time everything was going on with Will Smith... I don't know. It might have just been the same, but I do think Woody Allen's celebrity would have, you know, helped the movie rise. As it stands now, this movie is kind of one, as I said before, Will Smith doesn't even talk about the movie at all. In You know, he only talks about the movie now in the just that he went too deep into the character and it fucked him up and he doesn't want to do anything like that again, which he basically never did. And I'm just like, you had a great cast working with you. I think it's a great script. I think the the idea is really good, and I think he did a good job. So I'm um I was really surprised that he doesn't celebrate this movie in his own filmography. Probably my probably my single most disappointing thing about this movie in general. Will Smith himself doesn't really celebrate it. Even now he's older, and you know he talks about diversity and you know all this other stuff now. And you know I'll get into his wife and other stuff. But I just think it's perfect for him to elevate this movie now, even with the stuff we'll get into later but 
the movie it's this is a forgotten movie and i don't think it really deserves to be forgotten it's not a great movie but it's a good movie good actors good idea very good idea um as for remaking this movie i just it's a bit of a hot potato i think a lot of people complain that they're making white people look bad and you know all this other stuff i think that this movie will be problematic but you know done well maybe i don't know maybe this movie comes from a very special time when you could make i i don't know what the budget for this movie was it couldn't have been more than a few million dollars and you could make those small budget movies and you could attract big name stars and it could get a a a wide enough release to where a lot of people would see it and it would get nominated for the big awards and stuff. Those movies don't happen as much anymore. It's interesting in that this also is, it comes from a time when the subject matter of just talking about gay people was new. You know, yeah. we didn't do it very much. Uh, I, 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 I might have seen this. I, there's a lot of uh, movies like this where I saw it on. Uh, uh, there was a, a gay cable network called, I think it was called Logo. Hmm. And it's probably where I saw this, along with movies like Torch Song Trilogy and things like that, where it's, it came from that period in the 90s where it's like, oh, we can finally start talking about this. And those movies are, you know, they're more interesting than the stuff that we get now yeah now it's just like well we can we can talk about it we can show it we could do anything this came from that time where the people who were making it it was still a little bit dangerous to talk about mm. and so the movies always had a little bit more edge a little bit more grit they weren't going to be the big giant blockbuster movies or anything so yeah it's 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 an interesting movie from a, a time that uh, i am very nostalgic for I'm really perplexed at the time in the, at the time this movie was released. Will Smith just had his first son before he met Jada Pinkett. He was in another relationship, and he was doing a Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Will Smith, as he, a lot of people know this about Will Smith, a lot of people don't know this. While he was a rapper, he was actually in. I think he um he was he had the chance to go to MIT. He's a very actually a very intelligent guy, and I really tried to understand why he chose to do this movie at this particular time with all the stigma of being soft, gay, a weak rapper. I'm just so surprised because when I watched the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, he's notoriously bad at acting. Like, there's, if, I don't know if you know this, you can go on YouTube and you can see scenes where he's actually, when he's with another um, actor in the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, he says their lines. Like, he reads the whole script out. He's miming their lines and waiting for his turn. You can see it in actual episodes. That's how unexperienced he was as an actor. So for him to jump in the like, early days of Fresh Prince to this, you know what I mean? Playing the token black guy who's gay and the way the community saw him. I'm just like very ballsy. I'm actually more proud of him for this movie than any other movie he's done. But again, he doesn't celebrate the movie. He doesn't want to talk about the movie. Not like it was a bad experience, but it fucked him up mentally. It's really bizarre. It's based off a kind of a true story. Everything about this movie, for Will Smith, I think he should be celebrating, but he's got a, he doesn't seem to have much, you know, love for this movie, except for psychosis, which is very strange. Again, I don't want to like, super hype up this movie. All I want to say is if you're a Will Smith fan, and you've seen all of his movies, 
this is one that will surprise you. This is one that nobody really talks about. You can't find it on streaming. I had to get a downloaded pirated copy or buy the DVD and and the actors involved. Look at Donald Sutherland. These these actors already in the movie. Donald Sutherland was a big actor at the time already, working across Will Smith. I mean, whoever got him the job, I think it was a good role. Maybe he wanted to prove something to himself only, and maybe I'm just not seeing, you know, getting proper perspective on this. But for Will Smith's career, I think this is a, a shining diamond in his own collection. As a movie on its own, it's just it's just a good movie. You know, a good 90s movie, very good idea. But any Will Smith fan should check this one out, and I think you'll be impressed. And another thing I'll say before we actually talk about more recent things is, again, if, if you watch the movie Focus, where Will Smith is a con man, again, honestly, you could have a fun game and pretend that the character in this movie turned out to be that character in Focus even though the character in this movie, Six Degrees, is a real person who passed away in 2003. But, you know, it's just it's fun to think that this is the continuation of that. It really does match up well. And that's what I thought after I watched Focus. But, yeah, man, I, I, I don't know what else to say. Um, I'll pass the baton to you, James, except for two other things. We're going to be talking about a movie with two actors, with Donald Sutherland's got his own movie that we're going to be talking about in the future adjacent. So stay tuned for that. And Heather Graham has got a movie that we're going to be talking about in adjacent. So stay tuned for that. So we've already got Six Degrees of Separation that we're going to take out into our future recordings later on in the year. But James, i got a challenge for you. Ooh. The last movie we spoke about before this one was Belfast. Mm-hmm. So the term Six Degrees of Separation, and they even explain it in the movie, is they're saying that the, the, how it goes is, and correct me if I'm wrong, James, you can connect anyone on planet Earth between six other people. You know, like mm-hmm. either they're a cousin or they met. Or there's a way you can connect everyone to anyone to anyone on this Earth by six people, six degrees of separation apart. So actually, James, that philosophy, do you agree with that? Maybe. Or do you think it's just <laughs> it, bullshit? It, it, does, <laughs> it, does, it seems a little bit difficult to imagine connecting like... Uh some rich socialite in New York yeah. to somebody who's living in a small village in Africa. But I guess it's possible. All right. Before we move on, all right, let's play the game and then we'll start to move on a little bit. I'm going to play the game, wrap up any thoughts you have left on the movie if I didn't give you a chance to say anything else. But before we, before you wrap up on this movie, James, the last movie we discussed was Belfast with Kenneth Branagh. I want you to do a six degree of separation between Kenneth Branagh and Will Smith. And I will tell you, I have one that's kind of funny and pokes fun at Will Smith. But I'll, is there any way you can kind of connect them to you together? I'll give you two minutes. Go ahead. I'll edit it let's down see. as well. Go ahead. <laughs> well, let's see. Uh, Kenneth Branagh was in Tenant. Oh, my God. Go on. With Robert Pattinson, who was in Batman. Nice. Uh, who was in uh, in Batman with, uh, let's go with Colin Farrell. Uh-huh. Who was in Daredevil with Ben Affleck. Nice. There you go. Who was in Jersey Girl was with Will Smith. Correct. Well done. Well done. That was good, James. I'm going to give you a round of applause for that. Well done. And that was off. You know what, James? I don't have to edit that. You did it right off the bat. And that's how it's done. That's how you do six degree separation. Now, I'm going to tell you mine after 
I let you wrap up any other thoughts you have on the movie. Do you have any other closing thoughts on this movie before we get into the whole slap shit? Uh, I guess the only closing thoughts I'd have is, like I said, I, I really didn't like the first half of the movie, but, uh, and if you are like me and you find uh, rich people being obnoxious and complaining about their lives and going to to dinner parties and you know all this stuff the movie does eventually agree with you so uh it's worth sticking around and watching the whole thing and and i did feel by the end of the movie especially after that closing monologue from stucker channing i thought this is a pretty good movie not again yeah. not a great movie but yeah. i very much a memorable movie yeah 100 percent agreed 100 percent agreed so now let's get shameless um <laughs> i'm gonna play i'm gonna do easy i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do the same game i did for you six degree separation how am i gonna join kenneth banner to will smith and i'm gonna tie in the slap as well and that's how we're gonna start so james did you hear will smith's acceptance speech when he got the oscar no I oh really <laughs> I've I've read I've read little bits of it but yeah uh, no I well I don't first of all I didn't watch the Oscars yeah <laughs> like, who does yeah but you saw the, the slap obviously you actually I, saw, I, saw the... I, I I thought it was a joke when I woke yeah. up the next day and I saw it in the headlines well the fir first thing I saw was I thought what the hell is Coda and then after that it was Will Smith slaps Chris Rock and I thought oh it's some sort of a gag yeah, and then I watched the clip, and I was just like, "Oh my god, this is so embarrassing! This is so, this is so embarrassing! Everything about this moment is embarrassing." Let me ask you a question about the slap because we're already here. The slap was bad enough, but when he went back to his seat and started bellowing, I mm. thought that was really, really yeah. pathetic. It was. I mean the 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 bellowing was was pathetic. The slap was uh, unacceptable. Terrible. unacceptable completely yeah. unacceptable and I, I was horrified to see that there were it wasn't like the majority of people were were saying well that's what i would do if that was my wife or well you shouldn't have talked about her hair that's what happens it wasn't the majority of people but it was enough to where it disappointed me i was like no this should be universally everybody going this was unacceptable behavior no and uh and i i, I it took me a few days because i couldn't i thought you know i I don't know that I can watch Will Smith anymore. And I don't usually think that whenever a celebrity gets caught doing something, you know, like I could, I'm, I don't think I would go out and watch a new Kevin Spacey movie, but mm. I'll watch the usual suspects. Yeah. And I won't, or I'll, I'll watch seven and I won't really think about it. And I thought, why is it that I could watch Kevin Spacey still and not really, uh, when he, what he did, it was much worse but I'd have a hard time watching Will Smith. And what I finally realized is I didn't see Kevin Spacey yeah. do what he did. Yeah. I didn't witness it with my own eyes. Will Smith got up in front of the entire planet and made an ass of himself. And that's all I see. Yeah. Now when I look at him, that's it. That's all. It's, I see. It's, it's very rare to see something like that going on. And we're going to dig into the weeds in a minute but before we do i will just do my bad joke right now here's my six degrees separation for kenneth Brown and will smith and funny enough i thought you were going in my direction because you are right kenneth banner 
was one of the main characters in Tenant, which is actually called Ten, but because of the back forward, the movie's I know it's just a fun fact. Oh. The movie's called Ten, but because the movie goes back and forward to, on both sides, that's why people pronounce it Tenant, but the movie's actually called Ten. Ha <laughs> ha! Yeah. Fun fact. I anyway, know that. <laughs> yep. So Kenneth Branagh is the bad guy in that movie. Denzel Washington's son is the protagonist, literally called the protagonist in the movie. Mm-hmm. Denzel, and obviously that's how, you know, Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington had a special shout out in Will Smith's acceptance speech, which you never heard, but I don't know if you heard that part. No. Okay, I'm going to play the clip right now. It's a short one. And what I loved, thank you, B. Denzel said to me a few minutes ago, he said, at your highest moment, be careful, that's when the devil comes for you. <laughs> so I'm joining it with the slap. Kenneth, uh, Kenneth Banner, Denzel Washington's son, Denzel Washington, Will Smith, because Denzel gave, um, if you saw the Oscar bit, do you see Denzel sitting there looking at Will like he's a godfather, like, yeah, boy, listen to your, <laughs> listen to your godfather, Denzel. <laughs> okay, I thought for just a second that you were going to go another way. You were going to try and somehow connect it to like Kenneth Branagh was in this with this, and then with uh, this person who Jada Pinkett fucked, who's connected to Will Smith. That's another way to go about. I'm sh- I'm sure there's tons of comedians that are going down that route. I don't need to go down oh, that I, route. I love what Ricky Ricky Gervais said, which was he said I never would have made the joke about her hair. I would have made the joke about her boyfriend. Everyone, ev- that's what everyone said. That's yeah. the fun, and, uh, uh, we're going to get into the psychosis of this. But yeah, I think it's, again, let me jump, jump back one more time. I think it's so ironic that Will brought up Jim Carrey when he was talking about method acting. Because Jim Carrey was the first one to come out and say, mm-hmm. if he sat me, I would have sued Will. 250000 mm-hmm. next day. And it was disgusting. Hollywood's disgusting on mass. Jim Carrey had one of the best yeah, comments about this whole thing. Yeah, I, I, I like I, I slammed Jim Carrey a little while ago, but everything Jim Carrey said, I agree with as far as that goes. That to me, that was, and I think it's, it was the moment for me, and I, I think for a lot of people where we just, like, it, it made me not want to watch movies. <laughs> it made me not want to like go support these people anymore like the fact that he got a standing ovation instead of being escorted out by security and handed over to the police is pathetic the fact that they you know uh, when you know at your highest moment that's when the devil comes for you and they all clap and it's like shut i know up there was an assault shut up there was an assault on stage and you just giving this guy an award he got a standing ovation standing standing ovation. ovation He had a long ass speech. He was crying. And if you've heard that speech, I don't know if you've heard it word for word. Man, if you want to talk about pretentious, he was talking about he's yeah. saving people's lives. He's defending mm. people. You know. And I'll tell you, I, to, to, to make it so we're not just talking about this, but I can connect it back to six degrees, degrees of separation. Go ahead. Because to me, what I saw when I, you know, everybody in Hollywood stands up and, and gives Will Smith a standing ovation. They weren't just giving Will Smith a standing ovation because, oh, he won this award. We like Will Smith. He's a nice guy. I think they saw him get up there and slap Chris Rock. And they were like, oh, 
thank you. Thank you for, for putting an end to the bullying. Because these are people yeah. who cannot take a fucking joke. If it was, and, Ricky, if it was Ricky Gervais, I would have oh. said I, I could understand that. <laughs> but Chris Wook with the lightest... Lightest, lightest joke. joke of all lightest time joke in the world. and the worst and this is why i know you're going to be like you're going to you're going to hate me for saying this and this is why i feel sorry for will smith because when you see his reaction to the joke he laughed yeah, yeah. and then he looked at jada and mm. then you know the the husband of the relationship put him in his place and set him off and then it's so sad because everybody knows about you know the entanglement situation with jada <laughs> and you know, Will Smith has been, he has been ridiculed all last year or the year, but whenever that revelation came out on the Red Table Talk with Jada, where she just, you know, she revealed the impropriety or whatever open relationship, whatever weird relationship they got, that I don't really care about the details, but the way she just explained herself, the memes of Will Smith, even, he, even on his YouTube channel, he had to make a video of the memes yeah, they were calling him the Fresh Prince of Despair. Oh, all the 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 stuff that I didn't know about. I'm sure a lot of people didn't know about. Uh, we all know about it now because there's a clip that I saw of uh, she she just starts filming him. Yeah, I saw that and, one. And he or, said, and he's I, like, "Could you? Yeah, could you not? Yeah. Could you not be filming me right now? I, yeah. you know, I'm in I'm in my own house. I don't. It's like." To, she is a reality star without a reality show and she is insistent that their lives be on display for that we we have to know everything about their lives and it's gotten to the point where like i said i can't see if i'm watching a will smith movie i can't see anything but will smith and so if he's playing this tough guy if he's in suicide squad and you know i'm just badass and everything i'm like yeah, no, all I see now is Jada holding that phone up and you almost in tears uh, trying to get your wife to stop bullying you, basically. And it it's pathetic and it, it it's sad. It's uh, I, I can feel a little bit of, of sympathy for him, mm. but his kids are grown. Yes, he will lose... I don't know how much he's. I'm assuming he's worth like a few hundred million dollars. He will lose half they, of they, that. They've said some weedy. <laughs> they've said some weedy weird things, James. That they're never gonna get divorced, no matter what. Then I don't know that his career survives. I mean, because really, he's. Uh, I was thinking about this after he got banned from the. He can't. He can't attend the Academy Awards for ten. For years. ten years, yeah. Which means that nobody is going to cast him in any kind of dramatic roles because the only those movies are not like king richard i don't know how much king richard made king richard was not a blockbuster it was never going to be a blockbuster they made it to get him an oscar yeah sure if you can't get him an oscar you don't make that movie like he's got some movie coming out which made me laugh when i read about it uh because it sounds like remember in top five yeah the, the fake movie that chris rock's character was making where he played a haitian slave are you talking about the movie called this joker is that what it's called i don't i don't know what it, the the movie's called that will smith has coming up but it, it sounds a lot like that fake movie chris rock was was starring in in top five but he can't get nominated for an oscar so my guess is they bury it it'll come out they'll be like well fuck we're not gonna we we would make our money from it being nominated for Oscars, and that would give us free publicity. But if you can't, 
we can't get that now. So, you know, he, he's got movies being dropped left and right. He's getting too old to be an action star. His career doesn't, I don't, I don't see his career. He's, he's never going to be the king of Hollywood again. To me, this slap is the best thing that happened to Will Smith. Okay. He, he has been making, he's been trying to keep this goody two shoes image for so long. And the movies that have associated the movies, his star power has been failing for a while. He just released his memoir. That's like a sign of you saying that I'm at a point in my career where I'm done. You know, this slap has thrust him in the common conversation. And I'm not talking about liking him, that positivity. I'm not talking about you have to like him. I'm saying that now we've seen a new side to Will Smith, a negative side, a darker side. You know what I mean? Which he's been literally hiding his whole career trying to put this persona of being a goody two-shoes guy now the most people see him as a broken man this is the perfect time for him to start doing different roles i'm sorry and listen i'm not even condoning it i'm just saying he has an opportunity this is what mel gibson did at the end of the day yeah i was just thinking of mel gibson as you're talking about it yeah yeah so i'm like listen again what he did to christopher was disgusting despicable i'm not even going to talk about all the comedy stand-ups have said you know this is attack on comedy blah 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 listen will smith is a broken man in his own again i didn't read his memoir i started to and honestly i just found it jarring i felt well there's something about i didn't like but one of the i just i read highlights one of the things will said before any of this oscar shit happened is that he's always been seen himself as a coward his father there was a scene it's on youtube it's on his own youtube channel there's um there's a moment in his life where his dad i think punched his mom in the head and like knocked her out in a way where she was still awake and he didn't do anything it's so it's so sad how he just played into his own it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy he said he felt his whole life that he couldn't protect women Ooh. that he was soft you know when he met jada pinkett she was good friends with Tupac you know one of the gangsterest roughest guys ever and Tupac wanted to beat him up and everyone called Will Smith soft he's a soft guy he's not a real guy you know even when he's doing all of his actions but oh that's just the movies I could beat up Will Smith even when he broke up in um Ali or Hancock or whatever now he's just he's just a soft he's a nice guy he will never be bad so now I'm looking at the situation that he's got an opportunity here but you know he said obviously all that stuff about his mom and women. Then Chris Rock makes the tiniest, teeny, tiniest light feather joke about your girl that you yeah. laugh at. Then you look at your wife and then yeah. you see her reaction and then your psychosis clicks and next minute you've lost all faculty of common sense. You're going on the Oscar stage. No matter who, you know, cares about the Oscar or whatever, there's, you know, there's a majesty to it. There's a, a proprietor's, you know, an order to it that you just completely throw out the window, embarrass yourself, hit a co-worker. And believe me, James, I know all the backstory about Oscar So White. You know, a couple of years ago, Chris Rock yeah. was insulting Jada as well. So, of course, there could be bent up anger towards that. And maybe... James, I'll even say maybe Chris Rock deserves a slap from him, but not in public. Not in public. Well, and not for I mean, that joke. Well, for, the worst thing I can say about that joke is who even remembers G.I. Jane? Like, the, the, that, all that joke did for me was prove that Chris Rock is getting old. Exactly. Is. That was the funniest thing of all. That's what I'm like. 
that joke was not even a good joke. I, it's yeah. borderline a bad joke, borderline, mm. but it's appropriate to Jada. It's a, it, and it, <laughs> I mean, and it also just, I see women all the time who shave their heads. It's not even like it's a, it's, it's an unusual thing. Back in 25 years ago, however long ago it was when GI Jane came out, it was like, uh, oh my God. Demi Moore is the biggest actress in the world and she shaved her head and that was a big deal. Now yeah. it's not a big deal. Like Charlize nope. Theron and Mad Max Fury Road. And yep, exactly. Like lots of actresses shave their heads now, uh, sometimes just for fashion, not even I remember for Natalie role. Portman shaved her head in V for Vendetta as well. Natalie I think that Portman, was yeah. Full sauna, um, but yeah, sure, beautiful. It was, it was, it was a, a dad joke. It was a lame yeah dad joke i don't think he knew that she had alopecia the fact and I, I think it's funny the people who are like um you know he confirmed well, it's, he a, didn't. it's a medical condition oh. it's like she doesn't have cancer she she if, yeah. if she and it, you know this will get i might get a little bit of shit for saying this but if you're really really sensitive about it wear a wig if you taking this tiny little joke about gi jane if that is something where you know uh you've you've been uh you're triggered by it wear a fucking wig personally and this is the only point where i defend jada i don't think she took the joke that bad either i feel will smith well, overreacted but i did see that they show they show like different angles and everything apparently he goes up and he slaps chris rock and she's sitting in her seat giggling yeah. about it so yeah. It's this, she, she has become like the symbol for toxic women, femininity. (laughs) Yeah, she has, she has, yeah. It's, it's now everybody looks at her and she's like, oh my God, she has destroyed this man. And she's giggling about it as she does it because she doesn't, I mean, she's, there are, there, she'll go on her show and say, oh Yeah. yeah, I didn't really want to marry him. I didn't want to be with him. Uh, she said she said slight comments. She said the wedding was terrible. I didn't want yeah. to marry him. She said those disparaging thoughts about Will Smith. I'm not going to call him a cuck, but he's not. He's coming off as like personally. I think Jada's just too much for him. I just think she is a certain type of woman that is just too much for him. And ever since you know they got together, you know it's just not being great for his psychological. No, <laughs> and it's not. It's not been good for his career at least in the last you know i i would say around the time he made after earth where it's like i i could just see jada saying you have to get Jaden a movie be in a movie with Jaden," and like <laughs> uh, well there's this horrible terrible script that m night Shyamalan is doing do it do you know there yeah. was an episode of Jay the Pinkett show where Will Smith was on with, it was called Will Smith hijacks red table talk where he was on with, with his psychiatrist because Will had that whole, I, again, I don't, we're going into a different realm now, but Will Smith <laughs> is a man with a lot of problems acting. He, his career was already on a decline. I don't think this is going to hurt his career. I feel sorry for him. Not because, because he's broken. Not it's not to do with the slap. He's a broken man, and this just shows how broken he is. Personally, he's already won. He's already got the Oscar wasn't taken away from him. He's got yeah. franchise stuff. People want to see him win. And I again I do think he I do think he's sorry for what he did. He's he was out of control. Um and we'll talk about Chris Rock in a minute. But I think 
it's like me saying he deserves a second chance it doesn't even make sense to me because he's a rich fucking celebrity it's he's me. already won he's already got everything he can't lose and he That's didn't kill anybody <laughs> it's to me the night was more an, an indictment of hollywood as a whole 100 and that's like i was saying like will smith I, i'm just when they they stand up and they give the the applause to me that is like the people the, the rich people in the six degrees of separation they're all talking about like oh yeah you know this this person came into our lives and did this to us and you know they were all standing up all the because they they go to the show and they go to the they go to the Oscars. They get dressed up and everything. And for the entirety of the how this this was like I think the ninety fourth Academy Awards. They always have a comedian. They always have somebody there telling jokes. They poke fun at you know uh, uh, the people in the audience. A lot worse stuff than you know. Can't wait to see you in GI Jane too. You know, like they'll talk about their their divorces or you know they they make fun of bald men forever like you know if, if they're wearing a toupee or something somebody one of the comedians points it out and they hate it yeah. because they're not you're not supposed to make fun of us we're special and so when will smith got up there and slapped chris rock later on when he wins the award and he gets a standing ovation it wasn't just because he won it was thank you for standing up to the bully well, he said in his own speech, he says, to me, and this means you got to pull up with abuse. you got to be uh. crazy about it. He said it. <laughs> he didn't even, do, he said it. You know, he was yeah. crying. He was crying He's... heavily through that whole speech. And I'm just like, this guy is not thinking straight. He's no. broken. He, it's misplaced anger. You know, you've just made a fool of yourself. It's not going to, it's not going to affect you to pink it at all. No. Well, I mean, Jada Pinkett has no career. She, she popped she up for fun. She popped up for five minutes in the in the last Matrix movie and embarrassed herself because it was my girlfriend and I were watching the last Matrix movie and she was like, "Can we skip this part because this is really cringy?" Her in old person makeup. Yeah, but then you know she's giggling and then you've got Jaden Smith tweeting out, "That's how we that's do how it. we do it." I, that was so pathetic. And it's like his family, you know, I, <laughs> again to bring it back to six degrees of separation. At the end of the movie, when Stocker Channing is sitting there and she's just sort of breaking down in front of this this party of uh uh wealthy people who want to hear this anecdote she starts basically indicting she she said she throws out her kids like she's yeah. like yeah, my kids are a fucking disappointment and like yeah. i feel like will smith he 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 comes from humble roots he went through a lot he had this abusive childhood he did got to give him credit he he this is a rags to rich riches story mm -hmm. and, music and movie star this is two genres two yeah. different sections where he's successful and he's now surrounded by people who have no jada pinkett didn't grow up that way his kids definitely didn't grow up that way but jada he pinkett had a rough one... upbringing too but she didn't i mean he really obviously pulled her up out of it as well with his success yeah. but i mean it I feel like he's still somewhere inside. He knows that this is all fake and phony and he's just going along with it. Well, and yeah. He's getting hundreds of millions of dollars for doing it. So I'm not, I don't feel bad for him sure. in that yeah. way, but um, yeah, I, uh, you know, the, the last thing about that, the, the Oscar slap, as far as, far as yeah. Will Smith goes, I felt so bad 
because he's up there winning an award for playing a real person. Yeah. And I'm just thinking this should have been a moment of triumph for the entire Williams family. Yeah. And it's embarrassing. Do you know what? Actually, I had to watch King Richard. I I wasn't even going to watch it because it was just movies have been so meh recently. I watched King Richard, you know, and again, good performance, good movie, not great. Not great. So I had to see it. Sorry to I don't have you seen King, no, King Richard? I haven't watched it. <laughs> I I was a little bit I saw the trailer for it and I went you know, before the slap and I went, eh, that looks okay. I might yeah. watch that someday on streaming. Yeah. I don't know that I could watch it now. Now I it's again, I don't know that I could watch anything with him. Well he's Even not a likable six... he's not a likable character in the movie either, which is what yeah. I find interesting. It's actually easy to watch because you know, well, he's kind of a you know he's he's a hero for his family, but he is a very contentious person. And he even in his speech he said that I look like the crazy man like like in the movie I played. That's what he said in the speech as well. And I'm like, yeah. And when I watch the movie, I'm like, yeah, you do, but yeah. that doesn't condone what you did at all. He's <laughs> just no. like, and once again, again, me time back again to, to give you such a separation is is playing these characters fucking with your mind again, me. <laughs> I, if it's fucking with his mind in order to, to star in Bad Boys 3 uh, or Suicide Squad or, you know, I mean, like, like I don't even remember the last movie I saw him in that I, where I thought he would like, uh, I, Suicide Squad was a bad movie and I thought he was good in it. Yeah, um, agreed. Him and Margot Robbie were the only two redeeming things about Suicide Squad. Um, I actually thought they had something going on for. I had thought that he was seeing on the on the side. To be honest with you, after focus, <laughs> to <laughs> me, the, 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 like I said, the, the the slap was an indictment of all of Hollywood. Yeah, and I don't, I don't see the Oscars really. Nobody's every year like the audience is half of what it was the year before. Correct. Yep. And uh, unless they they're like, oh hey. When he slapped, they, they, we got a little bump. Hey, lower security. Let's let the uh, let's let the let's let the actors just go up on stage and make fools of themselves. Maybe we'll get some ratings. I, I I don't know. I know there's a lot of people who are like, you know what? I stuck with it. I was watching it. I I didn't even. I don't even know why I was watching the Oscars anymore. But I'll never watch them again. <sighs> like I said to you, James. He was already on a decline before this happened. Did you watch Gemini, man? I did. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> not good. I-, I watched it and I was like, because I'd heard it was horrible. Yeah. I watched it and I went, eh, it's fine. It, it, yeah. I don't remember anything about it other than just thinking eh, the effects are pretty convincing. That was the obviously that was a conceit of the film. Oh, my twin, the, we're using the highest level of digital technology, de aging even more expensive than Marvel Ang Lee. Mm-hmm. Did you watch? Honestly, if you think After Earth was bad, did you ever watch a movie called Collateral Beauty? No, that's the one I've heard is just unwatchable. Yes, uh, yes. No, uh, it's too bad because there's quite a few actors in that movie that I that's like. That's right. But, um, Edward Norton, Kate Winslet, Helen Mirren, 
And then there's Naomi Harris. I'm just looking at on the Kira Knightley. Oh, the movie is look. <laughs> it's a very contentious, conceited movie that's Ooh. trying to be about love and hope and all this fairy tale bullshit. It's just terrible. Again, I'll just say it again. You know, looking at it, you could say I'm looking at it from a point of an optimist. It's not even that. I just see this as an opportunity for Will Smith to come back. Everyone has a redemption story. He's he's shattered that nice boy image of himself now. He's opened the door for him to do darker movies now, which, you know, he can do if he wants to. He's already tipped his toes here and there, left and right. Not a straight-out villain, because for some reason he feels like he's above it. Not anymore. It's an opportunity for him. That, Chris Rock... To, yeah, sorry, go ahead. The, the, your, the Mel Gibson comparison is, is the... Because... Yeah, after after Mel Gibson's controversy, like he just went out. He just did a, a bunch of. He finally started playing villains. Yeah, and he's yeah. really good. Lean into it. Villain. Yeah, yeah, great movies. I haven't even there's about four Mel Gibson movies during this whole racist thing. The whole uh, that I haven't seen, I heard are phenomenal. Which I'm like, mm-hmm. he's a great. I love you. One of my favorite actors. I'll even Mine still too. admit he's one of my favorite actors. Mel Gibson. It's hard to admit it, but it, yeah, he, I, I love Mel Gibson. Chris Rock, I don't need to give him much time because obviously he was attacked. He was assaulted. I feel horrible about that. He doesn't deserve that at all. No one was showing as much love for him than Will Smith, of course, which is disgusting as well. You know, he he decided not to press charges. He's a legend for doing that. I got a lot. I understand. Like Jim Carrey said, he doesn't want the hassle. He doesn't need the hassle. And ultimately, it would make him look like a villain, even though he's the one. That he, look. I think it hurts me what happened to Chris Rock. But once again, his ticket sales shot through the roof. He's got, he's a comedian. This is one of the best things that could ever happen to him. He took the slap physically like a champ. He didn't get knocked down. He made a joke about it. He could have gone in on him. He could have, this whole thing could have went a whole different way. Everyone knows that. But Chris Rock showed a level of decorum and control that has only given people more respect for him. So again, he comes out a superstar out of this whole thing, financially, in terms of career. And again, we're going to hear about this in future from him. So, although I do feel bad that he got hit, in another way, Chris is winning. And as he should, he should be nothing but winning from this. You know, when, when, when somebody goes up and they hit you, and afterwards, they're the ones that's crying. I know. Chris Rock didn't cry. Chris Rock no. stood up there, he yeah. took it, yeah, he bounced right back from it. He did. He did. I will admit that part of me would have loved to have seen. Like, I don't think Chris Rock could could physically take, take him. I know. Yeah. But <laughs> if, if, if if Chris Rock had maybe been secretly studying martial arts all these years and he suddenly like knocked Will Smith the fuck out, I kind of timeless. would have loved that. But timeless. Oh. At the same time, he took he he showed class. One hundred percent. And that's why, to me, I get. The, the people who defend Will Smith and they say, well, you shouldn't talk about a man's wife. Uh, well, I, really? The, <laughs> the, I've, I've seen enough of them. I had an argument with one of them uh, on Facebook. But um, it it's like, we don't hit. I, I, I you, you get taught that when you're a little kid. <laughs> like, well, he said something mean. Well, that you hit him and now you're the one in trouble. Um, and plus, like you said, and really, it cannot be overemphasized. 
the lameness of Chris Rock's joke. Yeah. It was so lame. And not because it was like he was making fun. Oh, he was punching down or something. It was a G.I. Jane joke. Yeah. It would have been dated in 2000 for Chris it, Rock it to went make over, that joke. It went over millions of people's heads. Millions. Yeah. Anybody who anybody who's like <laughs> twenty five or younger has no idea what he was talking. It's not about. even a classic movie where you know if it was like a Con Air movie or a movie that was held in high regard, yeah. like Pulp Fiction that everyone talks about in the lexicon in the zeitgeist, then maybe. But G.I. Jane, who? Yeah, <laughs> nobody remembers that movie. <laughs> no, no, it's a good so, movie from what I remember. It's a good movie from what I remember. I don't even know if I've ever seen it. I might have seen it. I don't even remember, but. The only thing I remember about it is she shaved her head because it was a big deal in 1997 or whenever that movie came out that, you know, oh, my God, she shaved her head. Now nobody cares. So Chris Rock making that joke, the like I said, the only thing it did for me was make me go, oh, is Chris Rock losing his edge? Because that's a really yeah. lame joke. It was. Again, but he knows where will, he is. He knows where he is at Oscars. He's throwing yeah, softballs. It was softball. It was, and, and I will say this, too, because we can do this. We have on this show, we have reviewed a Chris Rock movie, top yeah. five. And we have now we reviewed a Will Smith movie. Chris Rock's movie is better. Top five is a better movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, it's Chris a more Rock enjoyable was... movie. It's a more enjoyable movie, yeah. without a doubt. It's a more enjoyable movie. Yeah, I was thinking about it. I was going to be, yeah, it is a better movie. I like it more. It's fun. It's more updated. There's a lot of cultural references. Um, there was something else I wanted to say, but I, I can't. Oh, yeah. Look, I get it's cringy to bring this up, but I will. So, people ask me, "How do you feel?" And I, I know, I know, James, you're gonna really roll your eyes when I bring this up. This is why black people shouldn't be at the Oscars. This is, you know, you had Oscars so white a couple of years ago. Now you win the Oscars, you're fighting on stage. Black. I was like, I was laughing. I was like, yeah. obviously, I knew this racist bullshit was gonna come out. You know what yeah. I mean? And people even asking me, I'm just like, I'm just like, it's unfortunate because. Part of me is like I don't give a fuck about the Oscars, but at the same time, I'm like you make you are making us look like you know we're uncivilized, and even though we're all human, putting color aside, it's like it could have been a black guy, white could have been any race, but I'm just like it's unfortunate that it plays into a stupid stereotype, which again there should be yeah. we shouldn't put any energy into it, but there's always a part of me that's just like yeah you really had to be the first people to yeah. ever do violence on stage it's like it's just not great man it's just you know no I, matter I what kareem abdul jabbar said the same thing in an article he said this is you 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 really made us look bad which i don't agree with i i you know although you get like i i i did think at the time i was like man if it had been matt damon who walked up on the stage and slapped chris rock of course, we're doing baseball. Of course, one hundred. Let's let's be real. You are one hundred percent right. And by the way, if Ricky Gervais made that joke and Wolves respect him, no yeah. matter what, if it's the opposite race, it, this would have been a. We would have been. There would have been so much crazy articles, racial discussions, but you know, which probably for the best. I don't know. I don't know what to say. But again, softball joke. Yeah. Man gets attacked on stage. Will Smith has got serious psychological problems, and I hope he gets the help he needs. But oh, and I'm not, you know what? Yeah. Maybe if if this leads to him doing more movies like Six Degrees of Separation, 
maybe if he goes, well, I got, I don't have anything proven. Nobody wants to hire me anymore for the, yeah. you know, $300 million blockbusters. So I guess I'll do this. Yeah. I'll take a pay cut and I'll do this $5 million indie drama. That'd be great. If he, it wouldn't, or, it wouldn't surprise me. Is he, if he, there was movies he wanted to do, but because of his image and this facade that he's now shattered, we might see a pivot. We might see a new, you know, range. And he's old man now. He's over 50. He's 53 or whatever. I mean, why are you still... No one believes you in, in doing that other goody two-shoes rescue shit. Fuck that. Do some acting. Get back to that method. Act. Your mind's already... I was, was going to say your mind's already <laughs> fucked up. Just fuck up some more. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, listen. I know we're going on and on and on about this. Um, I know people have had these conversations to death about the slap that echoed. It's called the slap that echoed through the world now. Yeah, Will Smith's a meme. He was a meme before, thanks to his wife. Now he's a meme for his own reasons. But, again, he's rich. He's done his memoir. He's on the other side. And he's giving himself a Mel Gibson-type situation now. I, I don't know how you feel about this, and I'm going to wrap up my thoughts on saying this. I know Chris Hook will never agree to this. Never. But if this happened, I'd find it interesting. I would actually wonder if there'll be a time with Chris Rock and Will Smith will do a movie together. You know, it, uh, maybe it, I, I, Chris Rock again. He, I, he did. A lot of people were like, "Oh, he should have pressed charges." Chris Rock. He looked at it and he was like, "He," because they're both they're both from poor backgrounds. Yeah. Chris Rock's like, "No, we don't. I don't press charges. Are you fucking kidding me?" But. Uh, um, at the same time, uh, that was a, it. Was an open hand slap. It was a fairly humiliating thing. It was, and he through. and he walked back with a swagger, like he accomplished, <clears throat> yeah. like he was a gunslinger, which I didn't appreciate either. Well, and he walks back with a swagger, and then sits down and starts crying and cursing. <laughs> My wife's scared out of your fucking mouth. Yeah, I mean it. It everything about it was the the swagger, the slap. The, the 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 crying out the screaming the the weeping it was watching a man have a complete yeah. mental breakdown oh yeah over the course of like 10 seconds yeah and you know he's i mean like you said he starts off laughing at the joke 10 seconds later he's sitting in his seat after having humiliated himself <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's uh uh, to me, if the, anything good comes out of it, I it's that I've heard a lot of people saying this anymore. Like, and, and people have been leaning this way for a lot, but Hollywood has been demystified. Mm. And to me, this is the final step in that. This is the final step in the demystification of Hollywood. Nobody should be looking up to these people. Nobody should. We, we, we can stop giving them awards. We can stop <laughs> throwing them a party like five times mm. a year and give them awards and stuff. Uh, it's the same 10 people getting nominated all the time. It, it's People, have, they, they see through it now. And ironically, again, to bring it back to Six Degrees of Separation, that's what that movie is trying to do. It's trying to demystify the elite. It's trying to kind of look through them and, and show people like, you know, you could, you could be one of these people. If you just study for a few months and have a little insider knowledge, you can, you know, there's nothing special about these people. 
And so if, if that helps, if Will Smith slapping Chris Rock and embarrassing himself helps to kind of finally get people to stop admiring these people, uh, it, maybe it will, it, it'll have been a good thing after all. Yeah, uh, I'm going to let you have that last word because I think I'm talked out on this. Um, we'll, you know, we'll see how things pan out over the years. And I don't know if we'll have a conversation about these two actors in our adjacent playlist you know for something else they do but i'm sure we'll touch base on it in some form or fashion but james i know i've kept you on here long enough thank you for doing this with me i will apologize to all the audience for being so selfish and just throwing a world Smith movie in there at this time yes we're taking advantage of the situation we're taking advantage of people having these conversations and now you've heard us talk about it so you know what if you have any thoughts on anything we said why don't you leave it down in the comments down below? If you're watching on YouTube, there's a section where you can leave a comment. On the podcast, it's the same thing. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're meant to be talking about... Uh, what film was it again? Uh, the Christian Slater film next time. I forgot the name of it, but you'll see it on the next one. We'll get back to our regularly scheduled uh, programming. So, James, if the people want to reach you, where can they reach you? They can find me at manic-expression.com and you can find my books on Amazon. You can. There will be a Linktree link where if you click on the link, you'll get our Patreon, you'll get all the James's links, like you mentioned, the Twitter, the, the Amazon books. And yeah, if you enjoy the conversation, leave us a review on iTunes. That helps us, the algorithm. Well, leave a, leave a comment anywhere you can, whichever is easiest for you. Support us on Patreon if you can afford it. We've had you on for long enough. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next recording. Stay safe, guys. Take care.